Hit Our Music and All Elite Wrestling Podcast for September 6th, 2020 is presented by leveldowngames.com. Now hit our music. Music is a weekly, this time, I think, three-time weekly <laughs> podcast yeah. uh, brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian, and with me this evening, it is, of course, Dan. I am here. What's going on, everybody? Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. But before we do, before we get to this review on All Out, uh, make sure you head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating or end a review. And or, I technically said it right. Uh, you don't have to leave both. You can leave one or the other, and you don't even have to leave five stars, whatever you think we're worth. But leaving a review, leaving a rating on Apple Podcasts helps us climb the charts in terms of search results. So if you've yet to do that, please go do so. I don't want to waste any time. I want to get right into uh, what, what we're going to be talking about on on this episode of Hit Our Music. And this is one of our typical, you know, coming back after the pay-per-view review style shows, what I like to call the looking back at me. All out 2020. And before we got there, I talked to you yesterday. Maybe it was the day before. I think it was yesterday that I wanted to uh, start the show differently. But I don't want to start the show differently. I want to jump right into talking about AEW. And I'm going to tell you why, Dan, because there's a major story going on in professional wrestling right now that I'm not choosing to ignore. And I'm not choosing to to not talk about it because I am going to mention it here in about five minutes, maybe even less time than that. But I want to start somewhere else. And it hit me tonight. Dan, all out. Was not that good of a pay-per-view. OK, I'm, I'm glad that I am not the only one. I was a little afraid to do this podcast. Um, because I kind of I felt like that as well. I felt like, you know, the buildup didn't. The, the buildup was better than the pay-per-view. Yeah, no, I agree. The buildup was 100% better than the pay-per-view. Now, there were some good moments. I had fun watching this. I do not regret spending the money on it. No, I think it, this was a fan. Like, I had fun. What'd you have for dinner? One of the things we always do for pay-per-views, I know you and your wife do the same thing, ordering food. What'd you guys get? No, we actually, this time, we actually made uh, some chicken nachos and uh, little bacon-wrapped weenies. Oh, little bacon-wrapped weenies, your favorite. Yep. The little yeah. weenies. Yeah, yeah, you like little weenies. Jessica likes those uh, pigs in a blanket, basically, is what she calls yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Well, my wife sprinkles a little uh, brown sugar on them. I don't do that. I make my little concoction of uh, seasonings, and it's just delicious. See, I don't cook. I know you See, do. I love to cook. Yeah, I love, I'm the, I cook. I know and, you're and, a cooker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does I your wife cook? Um, she does, but I she does like baking. Like she knows I love sweets. So She's she more does baking. All the baking. Yeah. yeah, I do all the cooking. But she helps me out. She's a good sous chef. I will say that. Jessica does both. Jessica's phenomenal. Uh, she's she's an amazing cook. I, I don't think she hates cooking. She doesn't like cooking, <laughs> but she recognizes that she's really good at cooking. But however, we went with hibachi tonight. Ooh, there's a okay. uh, there's a local place that we've uh, ordered from before. Uh, just grab up, you know, not going out and picking it up or anything. And uh, 
we've we've gotten like their steak entrees and that kind of stuff. But I went with the uh, the chicken tonight. And I'm going to tell you, Dan, that chicken was way better than their steak. <laughs> <laughs> so I think anytime we go from that place, I will be going chicken from now on. We normally do wings, but we didn't do our normal date night last night for Friday night because we're running a little short on cash right now. So it was either, you know, uh, go, go gotcha. out on a date yep. and go to dinner or let's order food in and order this pay-per-view. And we chose to order food in and order this pay-per-view. <laughs> and it kind of turns into the date night too, right? I mean, exactly. it's kind of like me That's and my wife. We sat here, we drank a little bit, ate some good food, and uh, yeah, had a good time discussing it. She actually was very opinionated on the Mad Hardy thing that we will talk about later on in, uh, in this episode. But uh, yeah, yeah, good times. But all out, we've established it wasn't that great of a pay-per-view. I'm not going to give my star rating yet. I will save that to the end of the show. That's what we do here. But it wasn't a good pay-per-view. It was enjoyable. It was decent. It was above average. It wasn't like bad. There were some bad moments. <laughs> there yeah, were some really I mean, bad moments. But it was an average, averagely above average pay-per-view is what I'm going to say. <laughs> Yeah, even with AEW having a you know a slightly off night on their pay per view, it's still better than anything that uh, WWE is doing right now. Definitely, probably you know one of their weaker pay per views. However, I had fun watching it, and I had fun supporting them, and it's just an all around better atmosphere. Oh yeah, the vibe, and that kind of like the stuck to me throughout the entire night of sitting there watching. My God, seven hours of AEW. It felt like a WrestleMania night because if if you started watching when everything went live at five o'clock was red carpet part one. And then at five thirty, it was the TNT special that went until six thirty. And then at six thirty, red carpet part two, seven was the buy in. Eight was the pay-per-view. It ended at midnight. So that's seven hours. And I watched it all. Now, did I sit there and do nothing during it? No. I did other things for the first hour and a half while the red carpet buy in one and uh, the TNT specials on. I edited tomorrow's BG Mania while the pre-show and a good chunk of the for- first person of the paper was on. I was playing Mario All-Stars on the switch. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing other things and that's OK. I was still paying attention to what was happening on the pay-per-view and on all the shows that came before it. And I had fun doing that. And they had fun doing it. You could tell that even though there were mistakes, that even though this was an off night, they still had fun. The crowd still had fun. It seemed boring in spots, but you could tell they had fun. Now, I want to shift gears. Because on the other side of the coin, you have WWE. Who, if you've been paying attention to any dirt sheets or any website or any social media or probably your friend down the street by this point, because it's kind of going crazy right now, they've issued an edict on Thursday to their talent. And that's what the word we're using here, their talents, because they're not employees. You know, they are independent 1099 contractors. They are not employees, which is insane. So their talent is no longer allowed to use third-party platforms. This includes Cameo. This includes Twitch. We assume it includes YouTube. There's not a lot of clarification. The only clarification we have is a statement that WWE put out earlier today. And I'm not going to read the statement. I'm not going to give it the, the time of day for the most part. But there's one sentence 
that I think is very important to understand. And it's the last sentence. Notwithstanding the contractual language, it is imperative for the success of our company to protect our greatest assets and establish partnerships with third parties on a company-wide basis, rather than at the individual level, which as a result will provide more value for all involved. No. No, it won't. First of all, uh, we've, we've established that Paige earns probably roughly $45,000 on Twitch, yeah. uh, you know, just just on her own. And I think if WWE started like a, a WWE Twitch channel that all these guys streamed on. Yeah, it would probably get followers. It would probably get subs and they could split it between the guys. But there ain't no fucking way one person's earning $45,000 from a platform and a channel that you're splitting across how many hundreds of people. There's no way. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, how much extra money would they actually get from it? So the, the, the key takeaway there, rather than at the individual level, it doesn't matter if they use their stage name. And I think we've established that it doesn't matter if they use their real name, because there was a report on uh, Wrestling Inc. And it was kind of citing something that Dave Meltzer wrote. And I know, you know, Dave Meltzer is one of those guys. You either like him, you don't. You respect his opinion or you don't. I'm indifferent either way. I'm indifferent about a lot of things that are important. It bugs a lot of people. But I'm indifferent on Dave Meltzer. He wrote that senior director of talent relations over at WWE, Mark Carano, told talent that the company owns the rights to their real names. And if that were the case, a simple name change wouldn't be enough to allow talent to continue their deals. The report from Dave Meltzer noted that it wouldn't make much sense for WWE to own to someone's real name, but the wording in the contracts prevent them from marketing themselves on any platforms the company doesn't want while still under a WWE deal. So it seems like that's probably how they're going to get away with it. And they probably will get away with it. And I think this is going to affect a lot of people. And I think that a lot of people are probably going to just end up letting their contracts expire if things stay the way that they are. As of recording time, it's 12, 18 a.m. on September 6th. If you're listening to this several weeks in advance for whatever reason and, you know, updates have came out, clearly we're going to be wrong. But I'm just saying, as of time of recording, if nothing changes, and I know I've been talking for a long time here, but I've had a lot of time to think about this. I'm not supporting WWE if things continue the way they are at this moment while you and I are sitting here recording this podcast. If we find out that, you know, AJ Styles, Xavier Woods, whoever, Paige, all these people, the ones on Cameo, the ones on Twitch, the ones on YouTube, if they're not allowed to continue their stuff, they should all walk, dude. They should just continue doing their stuff, take the write-ups, and then take the termination eventually because they're going to make the money. They probably already do. <laughs> well, I know um, Paige started her stream off, uh, so she's changed her name on Twitch. Uh, yeah, to Soraya Official. Correct. And I know supposedly I didn't see it. I haven't watched the video, but supposedly she said that, you know, that she's not going to be not streaming. So it plan. So she plans on, you know, whatever she's doing, she doesn't plan on going anywhere. She's going to keep whether whether we're wrong and they are allowed to stream or whether she's just going to be doing it against their wishes type of a thing. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very interesting once um, I'd say here in a few weeks, once we learn more, because. 
there are a lot of WWE talent that stream on Twitch that I didn't even that I've just been slowly discovering, and uh, I think it's absolutely absurd. I, I I get WWE for not wanting to use like the names that they've created, but to say that they own their their like real names and stuff like that is absolutely uh, insane. And and to punish these people for you know using other because that that's just what it is. It's it's just like with me with my job. Like I look at my job. I hate my job. And if I wanted to quit, I could do it and I could download an app and I could go deliver food and I could you know there's so many more ways to make money. Yeah, like, you think about it, Dan, you probably you probably could make almost the same amount of money doing that. I mean if I you, I, I if could, you dedicated the, the like you, eight or nine hours insurance. a day to it, you probably exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. If you dedicated like eight or nine hours, you probably could. Yeah, exactly. Like that, and I've been a big component of this. I'm a big um, component about you know not working your life away. And and the, and the industries that I work in, warehouse work, a lot of these companies want you to work long shifts, six days, seven days, holidays, and and sometimes it just gets ridiculous. Like I, I have no problem working, but anyways, we're getting off on a whole side tangent. You know, there, there's so many more opportunities for people to make money, and especially now with COVID going on. So you know, these guys aren't touring. The merchandise sales are probably are, are down a little bit. So a lot of these talents are aren't making money from that stuff so you know they can do it uh by streaming on twitch i think i i uh read or uh, a story about um big e on uh cameo and he was like one of the like most friendliest like i guess he's like one of the highest rated cameo people because he's just so fun and just great with his cameos he does and i thought that he was earning a pretty good money off of that and, you know you're gonna take that away like it's just it's insane it's just insane. I think Vince McMahon is so out of touch and I hope that, you know, whenever he steps down or, you know, whatever happens and, and the company gets handed to, uh, I'm presumably assuming Triple H. I hope Triple H has a sense, you know, or, or whoever's whoever. taking over. Whoever. Right? Doesn't matter has who. A, correct. Has a, a sense to point. just know the, of what we're in, you know, the... the, the what we're dealing with, the technology, like I said, the stuff that we have at our fingertips, you don't have to be unhappy and stuck at a job. There, there's, you know, there's so much stuff at our fingertips, our phones that we can do. And uh, to to be able to, to try to take that away from some of these these people is just absolutely absurd. And, and WWE is just going to keep suffering from it. Um, and talent will just keep walking. They've already lost a lot of great talent. And authors of pain. I mean, they just got really, I mean, they yeah. got released, but yeah. They didn't walk, but correct. But I, hopefully, hopefully they don't show their... up in AEW because they don't need any more tag teams right now. No, we're a little <laughs> cramped, packed full of tag teams. Yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting in the next few weeks. It's something that we will definitely be paying close attention to. You know, with us, uh, you know, uh, talking about AEW and just you know the wrestling scene in general. So it'll be very curious to see what happens, and I hope a lot of these guys. Um, actually stand up to it. You know, I, I can see the big names doing it, but I'm worried about some of the smaller guys that might stream and stuff like that. Right. Where, you know, they don't have the leverage, like, you know, uh, let's just say like an AJ Styles or uh, Adam Cole, or I guess AJ, even Page. Adam Cole and Xavier Woods and Page are the yeah, big Xavier four, Yeah, Xavier Woods with his podcast, Up, Up, Down, Down, so. Oh, I think those are the big four. I mean, he's got right. two point or three point some odd million subscribers on YouTube. I mean, with that alone, dude's set. He's fine. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it'll be very curious to see what happens, but it it's bullshit. But like I said, if if things stay the way that they are as of right now, um, I've canceled the network. I've put that through, and I we I mean we still have it until the billing cycle ends because that's just the way that it works. And our billing cycle is the sixteenth of each month, so we technically have the network through the sixteenth. I don't plan on changing that right now. I don't think I care much about Clash of Champions. <laughs> it looks like a pretty 
a pretty uh, a boo boo pretty card so far. <laughs> I actually uh, went to that last year. It was real right here, right down the road. It was. I'm sorry my, to hear that, Dan. My wife's first live WWE event. I'm sorry to hear cool that that had to be her first live WWE uh, event. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, it's crazy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry she couldn't have been live up at the Gundarina. You know. Back in or like a, the late '90s to, or early 2000s, we should have went to AEW when it was should've right down the road. Should have went to fucking AEW, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if only we would have known. But I think I, I honestly think the only way to send a message to WWE if they don't change this is oh. through the wallet. I yeah. mean, it's what everybody always says about everything, right? The only way to change anything is for them not to get any money. So. Jessica and I don't give a fuck about WWE right now. Like, yeah, we put it on, but it's generally just background noise. I'm perfectly fine putting Trailer Park Boys, which we've been watching again on, or anything else on, and and being just completely content. So I don't necessarily need WWE. So for for going forward, for now, I won't be watching their pay-per-views. And it kind of sucks that I won't have the network, because I do enjoy going back and watching the older stuff. I actually do that a lot. Yeah, uh, I find myself going back and watching older WCW content a lot, and I've kind of been exploring some of the independent stuff that's been put on there recently, but I don't not going to do that right now because I don't have access to it after the 16th. So I also won't be watching Raw or SmackDown or NXT for right now. I'm choosing not to support WWE in any way whatsoever. And I encourage you, if you feel the same way about this and if you want to send a message to them. And the only way that they're going to listen is to do the same thing. That's the only way. The only yeah, way. you, you got to hit them in the, in the checkbook. Only way. So let's see where things stand in like a week. But for right now, I'm not changing my mind. I will come back, probably. I mean, if, if you know, if like, well, let me rephrase that. If things don't change ever, I will never come back because I don't need them anymore. But... If things change, I likely might start exploring, you know, maybe around the rumble, kind of maybe coming back and, and signing up again and watching things. But they would have to change because as of right now, I don't see it happening. No, I, like I said, it, we'll see what shakes down here in the next week or two. Um, but yeah, that's it's really yeah, there's I'm sure there's a lot of people in that in the locker room that are on the fence and that just helps push it you know, even farther, uh, them out the door. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, that may be the last time you hear us mention anything WWE related, unless it's just kind of mentioning something dumb like this, you <laughs> exactly. know, some other, some other stupid fucking thing that they've decided to do, uh, for now I'm done with them. So, I mean, Dan, you're more than welcome. I mean, I know you guys watch it, but don't expect to talk about it here. <laughs> No, I mean, I follow. I mean, my wife's more attached to it than I am. I've definitely let go a lot over the last few months. So, um, yeah. Oh, man. We just talked like 20 minutes on, on some bullshit. So let's move into All Out from tonight. Pay-per-view. Not the best as we have established. And we're just going to kind of run down the card. We're going to start with the buy-in. You watched the buy-in, right? I did. Yep. So we started with Joey Janela coming out there. With Sunny Kiss taking on Serpentico, who is with Luther, and I did not realize they were an actual tag team now. Yeah, Chaos so Project. Good for them. Another tag team in AEW. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't see them ever being successful, but they'll be, you know, fine for Dark and fine for getting fed to the bigger teams. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Exactly. I think Luther's a producer for them. Luther's a producer. I actually looked into it. 
I, I don't know exactly what he does, but he's listed as a producer. So, okay. but he used to be like, like a really popular or at least somewhat popular internationally, like deathmatch wrestler or something like that. So he used to be mm. like fucking crazy. Okay. I, I, I guess I could see that now that you say that I, I totally can see that. Yeah. And, you know, Serpentico, it's funny because he's been around for like 16 plus years wrestling yeah. in C- CZW. He also used to be incredibly crazy. And now he, you know, kind of does this luchador thing. Uh, I-, I didn't expect this match to be amazing and it wasn't, but it was a good opening match. I thought both guys looked really good. Yeah. I mean, it was nice and it's nice to kind of see uh, Joey Janela get a little redemption after getting his ass kicked on Dynamite a few days ago. Um, yeah. By Jericho. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, you know, we kind of figured that was coming. So it's it, it was nice to, you know, see him uh, pick up the W in this match and, uh, you know, get to show off a little bit of his uh, showcase and skills. Absolutely. Yeah, this was a uh, this was a decent opening match. Good way to start the buy in and. At least it wasn't Big Swole and Britt Baker. Because I'm telling you, Dan, someone's listening. I don't know who you are. I'd like to know, but I don't need to know. I just think it's cool. Maybe they're not listening. Maybe maybe it was just dumb coincidence, but... Wait, it's like Pandora's... Or, no, what is it? Not Pandora's box. Um, uh, Schrodinger's cat or something. Like, you, if you don't open the box, you know if the cat's dead or alive. So, um... We don't need to know. Weird reference, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was right like, now, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Dan. Somebody could not be listening. <laughs> we don't know. I, th- I think that's true for anything. Anyone could be listening right now or no one could be listening right now. <laughs> Very true. That's the way you look at it. <laughs> but they did move Britt Baker and Bruce World to the main card, and I was very excited about that. But uh, they they did give us a bonus match on the buy-in. They decided to do two instead of one, and I kind of liked that they did that. They put uh, three and four, John Silver and Alex Reynolds from the Dark Order, in a tag team match against Private Party. And man, I, I just like Private Party, dude. I'm a fan of Private Party, but I'm also a fan of John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Watching those guys in the ring, they're very underrated and underappreciated in terms of like entertainment value from the Dark Order. The combinations that those guys can pull off in the ring together are absolutely incredible. Yeah, no, I was uh, thoroughly entertained with this match. It was nice to kind of see a private party get some love. And like you said, the other guys from Dark Order. Uh, So, yeah, it was a nice kind of way to close out the buy in and and lead into, uh, you know, this pay-per-view that we were looking forward to. Yeah, and of course, Private Party picking up the victory here. Uh, they have such a great theme. Like, it didn't really hit me till tonight when I got to hear it, like, uh, twice and, you know, with the stadium. And, like, and just, they got such a good theme, dude. <laughs> well, I like the introduction, too, or, you know, about uh, the... Um, no, I can't even remember it right now. That's terrible. Asking, like, if they're... Like the little animated thing that pops up beforehand. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, 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 So, But speaking of that main card, Dan, and speaking of the tooth and nail match, they did kick things off with Britt Baker taking on Big Swole inside of the dentist office, which is basically what tooth and nail meant. We did find that out. Uh, I, I want to say we found that out the day after we recorded the last podcast. I think Tony Khan tweeted it out or something. Yeah. So... Um, watching the spider crawl down the wall and I want to kill it, but you know what? I'm going to let it live for now. I'll see where it goes. As long as it doesn't end up on me, we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But this was entertaining. It, it did everything it set out to do. Uh, did Could it have been better? Sure. A lot of things could have been better tonight. Could it have, you know, had a better payoff? Probably. 
but I liked what they did with it. I liked that they had Big Swole go over. I think you and I both uh, picked Britt Baker. We were both wrong, but that's okay. We were. We were. I like that Big Swole won. I don't know if that means that's the end of this little, you know, thing that they're doing between each other. But I also like that she won by using the <laughs> uh what what is it called Anas- anesthesia or whatever anesthesia. it's called yeah, yeah anesthesia she made her leg numb, which i had to turn away from i yeah. don't and, like and, needles and, and then put the like laughing gas on her or whatever like to kind of yeah. knock her out a little bit so yeah. they had her lose but they didn't make her look entirely weak at the no. same time no i mean big swole was able just to use what the what was in the environment what um, was there what was legal in the match yeah, anything exactly. in this dentist office is legal I mean, Britt Baker was trying to use the needle. Yeah, no, exactly. She tried, and Big Swole turned it around on her and put it right in her leg. You're not a needle fan, Dan? I'm not. I know I have piercings and tattoos, but I hate needles. It makes me lightheaded and weird, and I just can't I can't watch it. I, I used to be like that with needles, and then when I was living out in Vegas for a while, uh, at one point I lost my job and had to pay a couple bills, so I donated plasma. Oh, okay. And, and, then, and then I realized how easy it was to donate plasma. <laughs> and, you know, they, they pay you a decent amount of money each time. So for like a couple of years there in Vegas, I just was like going on my spare time and donating plasma and just making like, you know, 20, 20 to 40 bucks here and there. Just whenever, you know, I needed some extra cash. <laughs> hey, I mean, pe- people out there so need that, that plasma. Got my, yeah, that kind of got my uh, my fear of needles over. But then, you know, like a year and a half ago a little less than a year and a half ago with the scare of my health issues and being in the hospital for a couple days i've had so many needles stuck in me over the past year and a half that i'm impervious to them now i don't even feel them going anymore Uh, like i just makes me i i actually have permanent like needle marks on the folds of my arms from where like i've been hooked up to ivs over the last year (laughs) so yeah those aren't going away anytime soon but I don't need that anymore, which is nice. And you don't need to worry about seeing needles probably anymore on wrestling for a while. No, I'm I'm good. That was one too many for me. <laughs> fun match though. Fun match. It was. It was very entertaining. Good way to kick off. Uh, yeah, one uh, of the one of the more fun matches because there weren't that many fun matches on the card tonight. So that was definitely a fun match. Next up, we had the tag team match that was made last Wednesday on Dynamite. The Young Bucks taking on Jurassic Express, coming out there with Marco Stunt. This. Was and a, a good tag boot. team match and a walking when, boot. Yeah, yeah. When did Marcus Stone get hurt? I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay, I just want to make sure I didn't miss something. But yeah, no, he was also a using boot. a crutch. So yeah, um, this was a good match though. I liked the tag team aspect going on here between the two teams. I liked that they were able to continue kind of what we saw back on Wednesday from Dynamite. I liked that they super kicked Marco Stunt. <laughs> yeah, that was sold so well, man. That was so great. You can I probably hear that super- echo. Oh, yeah, dude. I liked the super kick to Luchasaurus to stop the tag. I liked the one super kick to Jungle Boy as he was coming off the top rope. There were a lot of good spots in this match. Very good tag team match. It was. And then towards the end, Jungle Boy kicking out of like three, uh, like I thought for sure, pins. And it was nice. The the Jurassic Express was kind of, they lost the match, but they didn't look, I guess, weak doing it. But yeah, this was a g- great follow up to the Tooth and match and a good way to keep the momentum going i really did enjoy this match bte trigger was uh what did that for the young bucks getting the victory and uh yeah i assumed that the young bucks would win this and i think actually you think you took lucha saurus and jungle boy yeah i did i took the latter but i assumed that the uh 
that the Young Bucks would get this because I do think that, you know, they are going to obviously continue on to eventually come face to face with the tag team champions that we'll get to here in just a little while. Coming up next, we had the 21-man Casino Battle Royale, the winner, of course, receiving a future AEW World Championship match. Uh, the first five gentlemen to enter the ring were Trent, Christopher Daniels, Jake Hager, The Blade, and Ray Phoenix. The next five was Frankie Kazarian, Will Hobbs, of all people, who looked yeah, phenomenal like yes, in this match. And I remember the last time we saw Will Hobbs, which I believe was two weeks ago on Dynamite. You and I said how much he or how much of a star he looked like. Like, dude was a he's a big you, you, you said he was like Keith Lee. Like, he's yes, just like a big exactly what I compared athletic him to, the the dude. Moves. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same, same type of like body shape. A uh, little bit skinnier, actually, like a little yeah, bit leaner. I think he is. Actually, I, I, yeah. actually, I would say I probably quite a lot of bit leaner than than Keith Lee. So. I I don't I don't know if this guy can move around like Keith Lee. I, I can't say that I've seen Will Hobbs do a, you know, a Cyan moonsault or anything like that. <laughs> Very, so. true. Very true. <laughs> but hopefully we get to see some more Will Hobbs because uh, I like that he was in this uh, casino battle royale. And lasted a long time. Yeah, yeah. He let him eliminate a few people. So it was good to kind of see him get he in there out, and not uh, just... Shit, who did he throw out? He threw out a... Uh... Man, I'm trying to remember. Somebody... I remember somebody big. Maybe I'll get, maybe maybe it'll trigger as, as we meet more people. Was it uh, FTW crew? One of the- oh man, maybe. Because here, let, let, let's see who else was in this. We had Frankie Kazarian, Will Hobbs, Chuck Taylor, Santana, and Ortiz coming out together. Obviously, that you know kind of went south really quick because they attacked Chuck Taylor when he was coming out, and then Trent was already in the ring. So we kind of assumed best friends and proud and powerful would kind of exchange blows here during this match, and they did, and that's exactly what I wanted. Uh, group number three was Billy of the Gun Club. <laughs> I know. I love how they work around that. Even though JR just calls him Billy Gun anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, just, yeah, yeah exactly. Who fucking cares? Call him Billy Gun at this point. Uh, Pentagon Jr. or Penta El Cero, as they've been calling him now. I, I, they don't actually call him Penta, Pentagon Jr. anymore. Um, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, and Darby Allen was that group. And then the final group before the Joker card was your pick, Sean Spears, my pick, Eddie Kingston, The Butcher, Sonny Kiss, and Lance Archer, who was the one that you and I both said we sort of wanted to win, but didn't put faith behind that they would give him the victory. Yeah. And then the Joker card was Matt Seidel, formerly known as Evan Bourne over in WWE, but he has kind of made a name for himself as Matt Seidel over the last, like, man, he's been gone for a while from WWE. So he's been Matt Seidel for a long time. Yeah, because he was in TNA there for a little while, I know. Uh, my wife is actually, she was a huge Evan Bourne fan, and she watches TNA, so she she was very excited uh, to see him come out. And I, I was pretty excited as well. It was it was really cool to see, even though... Well, was she was she a big fan of him? She was, yeah. Yeah, she, lo- she, she, she loves him. Is she a big fan how he always fucks up his moves? I know, right? Like, that sucks, <laughs> right? You had all that great thing, and then he comes straight up to that freaking... Literally, Dan, yep. the first thing yep. the man does... Is I think he punched somebody when he came down, but then he climbs to the top rope, goes for the shooting star press and just completely lands on his neck and on the top rope and just. But that's not the first time Matt Seidel has done that. That's not the second, third, fourth, fifth. I've lost count how many times Matt Seidel has. Billy Kidman used to do that all the time, too. The shooting star press, for what it's worth, is a very hard move to do. And people fuck it up all the time. It, well, exactly, and with it being hot and humid down there in Florida, you know, turnbuckle's probably a little sweaty. But, sure, uh, 
But still. No, exactly. I mean, come on, man. You're, you're, you're the Joker. Literally, you know? the big surprise for this yeah. pay-per-view. Everyone wants Miro. It's Matt Seidel. The wrong M, but another Matt. And the Matts were having a hard time tonight, and it started with Matt Seidel. Yeah. It's, it just loosed, like, the, you know, the momentum and the luster, and I... Like, I can't remember who was in the corner after he had fell to try to like get him to, you know, I kind of hit him and just kind of pick up and um, you could tell that side out was just a little like, I don't know, just it just kind of just killed it, you know, and it, it kind of sucks because that was uh, that to me, it was really cool to see because I hadn't seen him in a little while. And uh, yeah, 30 seconds in, it was already kind of killed. Exactly. Exactly. Let's see here. Will Hobbs eliminated the blade. And he, that's it. The blade. Really? Yeah, just the blade. Yep. Right. The, the most eliminations was the winner of the match, which was, rightfully so, Lance Archer. I think that's the right call. <sighs> I no, do. I do, too. I do, too. I do. Um, Especially with, with, with what happened at the main event, which we'll get to in a little bit. Lance Archer is the complete right call to win this match. Yeah, it's... Uh... I'm very curious to see if he will finally get the belt put on him. You know, we were kind of upset that uh, Cody Rhodes beat him for the TNT belt when we thought he should have won because um, it kind of killed a lot of his momentum. And then he kind of got put on the back burner a little bit. So it's nice to finally see Lance Arter kind of getting the credit that he deserves. Yeah. So we'll chat about that again when we get to the main event. So just keep that in mind. Lance Archer won a future AEW title match. Next up was the Broken Rules match, or, or, or you know, what, what was there of it. Uh, Matt Hardy, again, remember I said the Matt's having a hard time tonight, taking on the inner circle's Sammy Guevara. This match started out interesting because they went to the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium and kind of had Hardy broken that kind of walking around. I thought he was done with gimmicks, but apparently uh, he was broken Matt walking around looking for Sammy Guevara. And, uh, you know, Sammy kind of finds him with this golf cart and, you know, they kind of do what they did at uh, Double or Nothing, where they, you know, they kind of repeated that spot because it was funny. And I enjoyed that. No, me too. But then, like, the very first thing that they do is go to, like, set up this thing. Or it may have been, like, the second thing that they did. No. No, I'm pretty sure it was the first thing that they yeah, did. It was very literally after the after the golf cart because they went and got I don't know what those scaffolding things that go up or called it's a whatever yeah okay okay they went and got uh, one of those things to uh use one of those uh that's they were using it uh not the right way okay well they they (laughs) didn't do a lot of things the right way yeah i know i'm just joking i'm just joking uh osha would be all over them for that no just joking they use that and then they go up top and they you know get ready to do this spear spot it was gonna uh, it was uh sammy guevara was gonna spear matt hardy off of that thing through a table below and they were like what 10 15 feet up in the air. Yeah, roughly. even with a scissor list, not all the way engaged. I mean, you're up there like 10 feet. I mean, it's, it's I would, it's I would a guess fall. probably 10 feet. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you look at a normal size ladder when they do ladder matches, they were a little bit higher than that. Ladders are usually what, seven ish feet tall. Eight feet, yeah. Eight, eight, yeah. Eight so they, so they were, they were a couple feet taller than that. But uh, I think only their legs went through the table. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So to just kind of Sammy set up landed on watch. top of Matt. Yeah, Sammy was the one like initiating the spear. So you figure Matt Hardy was falling backwards and Matt Hardy hit his head on the concrete and he was out. He got knocked out. It bounced off yeah. the concrete. 
not. I went back and watched out. it, dude. You know, we were talking to Severin in, in Discord. I went back and watched that over and over and over again, multiple times on, on YouTube. You know, it was not long before people put it up. <laughs> I, I went back and watched that throughout the course of the night several times. You can like his head, you know, it doesn't like bounce like a fucking ball but it hits and then you can see it jolt and hit again yeah yeah he uh he was he hit his head hard yeah he was he was knocked out i mean he went like you you when you see people get locked up and their arms tense up and everything and they're like their body goes stiff he he was out and uh aubrey edwards and and, and i think it was momentarily i think it was momentarily it was was I i i think that you know what he he quickly regained his senses i think he was knocked silly i think he may have forgotten where he was you know you could see he had that look in his eye like he was stunned oh, so, yeah. you know he, he didn't look like normal matt hardy even with even though normal matt hardy doesn't look normal exactly. he didn't look like a normal person at the moment no and sammy had to help him break the 10 count because he got to eight and he had a hard time getting no to his he feet. couldn't get up he couldn't get and up then, and no, sammy literally grabbed stumbling. him by the arm and pretended like he was gonna do something but yeah. then matt just completely fell over again and then like got back up at like eight and then just completely collapsed face first and that's when aubrey's like like they stopped and I, I even like they was putting a discord. They need to stop this yes. because it was at the point where we still thought like that, you know, it was extremely serious. Now the doctor comes out, looks at Matt. I'm assuming kind of like, I think he shined a light in his eye. I think he did like a quick people test or something. And, uh, they called the, they called for the bell. They, they, yeah. they called the match off. Yeah, exactly. Cause they go out to the commentators, you know, JR Excalibur and uh, yeah, they, they literally stopped the match. Yeah. But, but then I think Matt Hardy was like slowly regaining his senses a little bit. And I, and I don't think that they should have, it should have just left it right there. Like they shouldn't have continued it. No, especially the way that it ended. But yeah, so I assuming, you know, they checked him and then, you know, they moved on to like, we need to wrap this up. We need a quick finish this. Well, cause the match itself was two minutes of the beginning seven or eight minutes of them checking on Matt Hardy because he, I thought he was dead. And then two minutes of them climbing scaffolding and Sammy Guevara falling off and losing. Like there was no way Sammy should have lost. He barely took any damage in this match. I don't think he took any damage. He landed on top of Matt Hardy. Yeah. It was really only the, the fall fall from the scaffolding through the tables that did him in. But I, I, I don't think that should have been allowed. I, I, I no, don't care. I, agree. I, I think it was I, a bad call and yeah. I don't like that about the pay-per-view. I think it was a bad call in a, in an, in an age that we live right now. I think they're going to get a lot of shit about that. Oh no, they are. Twitter already started. Unless I mean, unless it was a work and if it was a work, then they got a lot of people. They, they got us. If they it got was us. A work, total kudos, kudos yeah. to them. No, but if I, it was a work, then awesome job. Well done. That was good. Yeah, no, I, I will You know, I hat. was concerned. I was concerned. So that was good. But if it wasn't to work and the doctor let Matt go back out there. Yeah. That's I don't not a good doctor. I, I know that Matt Hardy has years of experience and I know that he's done quite a few of these matches. And I'm sure he's had his bell rung a few times, but I don't care. You you saw the fall. You know there was issues with him stumbling. I don't care if Matt Hardy looked you in the eyes and said, yeah, I'm good to go. Let's finish this. I, it's not even worth because you're climbing up a scaffolding. What happens if he would have blacked out halfway up, you know, and dead, fell? Dead, dude. And, dead. Broke his neck dead. Exactly. Like... like A.W. would probably not the first time we've seen somebody fall from scaffolding and they would have gotten their ass killed. Yeah, because 100 percent. So that that would have killed the company. It would have been done. 
TNT would have pulled the plug right there, dude. That'd uh, have been it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That'd have been it with our music uh, and everything else. So, I mean. So, if it was real, terrible call. Uh, and, yeah. and, 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 and And social media and everybody should give them shit for it. But if it was a yeah. work, well done. Yeah, exactly. If it's a work. But, I mean, how will we truly know? I, I mean, I did say, I mean, I think after the show or during the pay-per-view, they did say that Matt Hardy was going to a local hospital. Yeah, and then I remember they said Tony Schiavone went backstage and did like an update and said that, uh, you know, they they'd found out that both Sammy and Matt were going to be fine. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling it'll be played off as if it was a work, even if it was real. Correct. I, th- I think what we're going to find out is that it was a work. Because, yeah, I mean, like I said, Twitter was uh, a lot of people were uh, bitching about how this should not have gone on. And I, we, we agree. If, yeah, if, like I, you said, I completely if it, agree. Yeah, it just you can't be messing with stuff like that. in this day and age of concussions. We take that shit very seriously. Yeah, too much, too much bad stuff has happened, you know, even, even, even all over the place, all professional sports, all throughout the world. But especially in professional wrestling, like a lot of stuff has already happened because of concussion failures. We don't need repeats. No, not at all. So anyway, me, well, this kind of killed the it killed the vibe a little bit, and I think it, it kind of killed affected, the vibe of the pay per view. It like yeah, completely. It affected, I know I'm sitting here shaking a G fuel. It's twelve forty five at night. I'm trying to stay awake here. <laughs> um, it totally to me it affected the next match, which we were both looking forward to. Um, because I know they ha- which is a bummer. They had time. They had extra time they needed to fill. So I think the next match we're about to talk to, you know, went on a little longer than it needed to. But they had to fill the time because yeah, and, and, you know. And I think they gave it to. The, I think they gave it to the girls, and I and I think that's rightfully so. No, like, if we look at like the runtime for the pay per view. Because the next match was for the women's championship, Hikaru Shida defending against the current NWA women's champion, Thunder Rosa. Uh, if we look at the run times for all the matches, uh, the longest match was the tag team title match, 29 minutes and 40 seconds. Okay. Uh, the second longest match was Moxley and MJF. They went 23 minutes and 40 seconds. But the third, uh, I'm sorry, the, it, I, I don't really count the Battle Royal, though. No, like, uh, I wouldn't because, count that, Because, no. I mean, it went 22 minutes and 15 seconds. I guess it's technically the third longest match. But they gave the girls 17 minutes. That's the fourth longest match if we include the Battle Royal. Third if we don't. I wouldn't count the Battle Royal. So they either they either gave them all the time that Hardy and Guevara were going to have, because that match only went nine minutes. And again, seven minutes of it was Matt Hardy being checked on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Uh, they either gave it all to them or they split it between them and the uh, tag team match because that tag team match went just shy of 30 minutes and it was a very entertaining 30 minutes that we'll talk about here soon. Uh, But anyway, we're talking about the AEW Women's World Championship match and I liked everything about this. It was an amazing match. It was very technical. It highlighted both Hikaru Shida's strengths. It highlighted Thunder Rosa's strengths. I thought both girls looked incredible. It's the match that I wanted it to be. You're right. It went a little long, but that's probably because of what happened in the segment yeah, before. They to had no to fault of their own. No, no fault of all. their own. You could just tell they were getting a little tired at the end of it. That's all. And I don't think either one of these girls made a single mistake in this match. Mm. No, I, I, I think it was a, a flawless match. Uh, yeah, it was a I, I was trying match. to think like, yeah, like the, these are these are phenomenal competitors. You know, I'm a huge fan of Hikaru Shida. I think she is the star for AEW's women's division. They they need to continue to build this division around her. Uh, but if Thunder Rosa were to come in full time, easily, easily build it around her as well. 
I mean, I hope this is not the last time that we see Thunder Rosa. I think she brings a lot to the table, and I mean, NWA is not you know doing anything right now, so let's keep Why her not? in AEW, exactly. right? Exactly, exactly. Why not? And 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 these girls are just showing. You know, you don't need to be in you know in your late teens, early twenties to be you know a, a women's wrestler. <laughs> no, like she I just, said, it was she just thirty two. Rosa's thirty four. Like, yeah, and these no. girls are in the prime of their fucking careers, man. Doing. Yeah amazing things i actually I, I said this would probably be the match of the night and i don't think it was but i think it was one of the better matches of the night uh it was definitely up there for sure i was entertained great match edge of my seat I actually really had couldn't tell even as the match went on which way this was going to go um, yeah because there were you know there there were reasons to believe that maybe Thunderosa would win especially if she's sticking around especially if they're going to continue this partnership with NWA which again they were featured during the pay-per-view nothing new same stuff we saw on Wednesday but still they're mentioned they're still there so i don't know either way she did keep in the title hope this is not the last time we see Thunderosa uh she's incredible dude she's amazing she looked so good tonight yeah, her both, character is amazing. Both uh, wrestling and like the way that she did her costume and makeup and like what she was wearing, she looked so good tonight. Yeah, it, yeah, her her the whole the whole character that she does from from all of it wrestling and the look is 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 top notch and amazing. I I again hope that this is not the last time we see her. We cut to a backstage segment, one of the only backstage segments that happened during the pay per view tonight, which is something that I like about AEW. They don't do a ton of backstage stuff during the pay per views. You know, WWE still does some like backstage stuff here and there during the pay per views. Yeah, you get like a thirty minute recap of what's going on. Like AEW recaps it, but AEW it's not like recaps, a long. But they do it in like three minutes exactly it's not long and drawn out which i like and about some of that. them aren't even like a minute like i think there were a couple that were just like here you here's who's in this match here you go and then it was like the match starts like the ones that were just thrown together real quick <laughs> they don't like try to give it a backstory or whatever exactly yeah but anyway we cut to backstage alex marvez talking to kip uh kip sabian and penelope ford and they had an announcement for us dan and what was that announcement that they are gonna get married are they already married? Do you think this is real? I don't think it is. No, nah, uh, I can't. I want to say I looked. At, I know there are a couple for sure. They're I know there are a couple, couple, but I did. I did. I wasn't sure if they were like legit married in real life or not. Um, I know they are actually dating outside of the you know industry. I know they are a couple. They're engaged, so they okay, are. So engaged. they are engaged. Okay. Yep. So. I don't know. It's probably not their actual wedding, but it'd be fucking cool if they said, let's just, like, no, let's just do it. Let's just, let's just, you know, let's just do it. <laughs> it'd be kind of cool. Wow. <laughs> and it, it's, um, I, I, I'm actually excited for this again. You know, we're looking forward to it because, you know, Kip Sabian, uh, drops, uh, that's where he's, he, you gotta have a best man, right? In a wedding. And who is that best man going to be? Supposedly he is supposed to tell us this Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. Gotta be somebody, right? I mean, I would hope that it's somebody that's got a little bit of pull, right? That's something we're going to get excited for. He said, uh, what did he say? It was the best man. Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. There's a lot of emphasis on that. So I did some thinking. And I have two theories on where they could go with this. And I think there's one theory that is very possible, potentially even likely. And I think there's one theory that's reaching, but I think it would be way better if they did that one. So let's go with the most likely first. I think the most likely scenario for the best man being the best man. And I know we say it a lot. I think Miro. And here's why. 
for the best man because of the Twitch promotion that they did at the end, right? So, uh, okay, I see at the at the, at the end of the at the end of the promo that they're doing, uh, you know, they kind of all just stop talking, and Penelope hands Kip uh, this card which has info for his Twitch, and then they kind of all smile, and then kind of like snaps his fingers, and then at the bottom it says, "This was approved by." <laughs> all elite wrestling or whatever. What, I don't what remember great... the exact verbiage that they used, but like this, this segment or this promotional, whatever was approved by whoever, you know what I mean? Like they, they did they, clearly a shot. And I, I know people don't like that. They take shots at WWE, but I do. I like that. They take tiny jabs and digs at them because any comp, like any business, dude, anything, if there's another business that does the same thing as you, you are in competition for people. You are in competition for viewers. You are in competition for revenue. You are in competition for a lot of things. Whether you're in direct competition or not is irrelevant. You are still in competition. So I like that they take digs at them. You know, it would be like us taking digs at other wrestling podcasts or because we're like a, a media website that focuses on gaming. It'd be like us taking shots at like IGN or GameSpot. Now, do we do that? No, we don't. But that's because of, like I don't care. But if I could, I might. And if people cared, which a lot of people do, and it gets them a lot of publicity, I might. <laughs> I mean, right. Well, they do say uh, what? Um, oh, God, Jesus. You can tell we're recording this later than usual. Um, what is something just about say, publicity? Just, say, just click your heels together and say, you know, three times and it'll come to you. There's no such thing as bad or Bad publicity? Is that what it is? There's no such thing as you know. There's no such thing as you know. There's no such you know? thing as you know. you know. Nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to get a t-shirt made and just start wearing it on stream that says, you know, in quotations. I, I think I'm just going to make it my thing. I don't know why you don't. Do you have, you have that emote, right? You know? You should if you don't. I, I, I don't, but you're absolutely right. We'll put it you on the list. Should. You absolutely should. I don't know why you have no you. It should be you know. Like you have it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> you have one that says no you. It needs yeah. to be the other way around. <laughs> uh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I'll get that but, made. Anyway, because of the Twitch promotion at the end, I think Miro makes sense. They are in the same Twitch team. Oh, like okay. Because I didn't know all, that. all of the, all of the wrestlers, there's that spider again, man. It's just like doing circles on the wall. Just so funny. Out. It's just hanging out, man. I don't give a shit if he wants to eat the little stupid bugs that are down here. I, my studio's in a basement. Let him. He doesn't look scary. He's not that big yet. Um, but I, yeah, all the wrestlers are like you know Cesaro, uh, Kip Sabian, Adam Cole, Miro, uh, a couple other people, t- uh, Tyler Breeze, Tyler Breeze slash yeah. Baron Corbin slash. Whoever else is on uh, 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 sheets. Uh, uh, Sean Spears does. Sean Spears. Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. It's it is him. It is him. Uh, they're all on the same Twitch team. Like they all stream like under the same banner. So maybe not here soon. Well, maybe not. But either way, Miro still could. As we found out, he you know he was definitely taking shots on Twitter. Just I mean, a lot of people were taking shots. Mick Foley, Batista, people not happy about this. Anyway, that's why I think that is the most likely because they are on the same Twitch team because of the Twitch promotion. And I think it was a tease. Maybe not, but I think it might've been a tease because most people expected Miro to be the surprise entrant tonight in the battle Royal. And he wasn't now the reaching one. And I don't think it would ever happen, but what do you think of when you hear the best Dan? I mean, I'm, I, I think of the best in the world, right? I think most people do. Yeah. So what I if mean, it was CM Punk? I would shit my pants. 
But you know why it won't be CM Punk? Because Colt Cabana works there. Oh shit! That's I I I forget that they were best friends and then they're not best friends and that's no, they sucks. fucking hate each other now. <laughs> Which sucks, man. So it would be cool, and it would bring a lot of eyes onto the product, My and it God. would bring a lot of viewers. CM Punk. I don't want to say CM Punk could single-handedly take them up to like 1.5 or 2 million viewers, but I think he could do Ooh, a lot. Man, I, I, I got goosebumps. I'm just thinking of that cult of personality hitting. And yeah, and they could use that because WWE yes, doesn't own they, that song. Yes, they could. Because, I mean, he used it for his UFC He when he would and do I his think two he UFC even fights. The, he, even, he even mentioned on Twitter because him and um, uh, uh, Renee uh, Young, yeah, they yeah. were joking back and forth together. Yeah, because uh, she made a joke saying, "I guess it's time to start my uh, cameo account or whatever." Yes, <laughs> and uh, he kind of was responding back with like some smart ass comment. Well, something make, about a blue cameo. About so, was that a reference to the car that? Um, I think so. That uh, Moxley got Moxley from got from Tony Khan. I I couldn't or, pick or up. Or technically, Jared. I, I, it's Tony Khan's dad's cars. The actual whose car it is, right? And they just were allowed to yeah. use it. That dude probably has like a hundred cars. Yeah. So I I didn't know the blue cameo. I didn't understand that reference, but it was funny. It could have been a tease. It could have been a tease. I don't know. I don't know necessarily know that that was a a Camaro. I don't know that it was. I don't think it was. It was some kind of fancy foreign car. Yeah. But either way, CM Punk could. Could be the best man. And I tried to like look up like how could we connect it to CM Punk? Like how could we figure out if it is CM Punk? And I and I couldn't figure anything out. I could besides just the, you know, the the best thing. That was it. That was all I could figure out. But there's there's no like ties that I can find to Kip Sabian. Like I could for Rusev or Miro and Kip okay, Sabian. Yeah. The twist. <sighs> so uh, I, I do think, and, and I think Miro is, is clearly, I mean, it just makes more sense anyway. No, but it dude, does. I but mean, I would rather have CM Punk. <laughs> oh, man. You I mean, not, not, I, I don't want to say I would rather, because I would rather have both. I like both of those guys. I think they're incredible. But I think for this particular moment and for what it could do for the company, I would say I would hope it's CM Punk. Oh, man. Goosebumps, dude. I'm, I'm a huge CM Punk fan, so it would it would. Aren't be you awesome. friends with him? I, I wish. <laughs> we uh we actually came out uh, so small just you know whatever uh uh we came out to uh cult of personality for our wedding uh me when me and my wife got announced we came out and we did the collaborating time i got down on one knee and then she looked at my wrist and then we yelled it's wedding time so you, that's you how guys much. are freaking nerds dude yeah i know yeah yeah we had all of our our wedding party came out to uh the women came out to um uh, Paige's theme song. Our parents came out. Both of our parents came out to uh, Shane McMahon's money song. Um, My yeah, God. We, it, was, it was all W themed. It was WWE themed. That's so. that's that's horrific, especially looking at the state of the product now. Well, yeah, that, but, I mean, that was that was uh, what are we like five yeah, years that, ago? That was even so. five years ago, and I would say the state of the product then was horrific. <laughs> well, anyways, the CM Punk thing was really cool. It's cool to come out do the CM Punk thing, you know. <laughs> That was really okay, it's cool. not much different than what Jessica wants to do a Persona Five themed wedding. So okay, yeah, I mean, I mean it, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's just as nerdy. So. Yeah, exactly. But it's 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 who we are. It's our relationship. You know, it's it's yeah, yeah. So it was really cool. Anyways, yeah. that's how much I love CM Punk. Well, you hear that? You hear that CM Punk? God, if he listens, dude, seriously, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Crazed Eleven at Twitter, please. <laughs> 
<laughs> eight man tag was up next. Your favorite kind of match, Dan. We had the Dark Order, Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu. Don't call me Dick Grayson, which I think JR only said once tonight. <laughs> taking once. on the Natural Nightmares with Brandy Rose and Allie both out there. Matt Cardona, who broke the mat streak. He did not fuck up, at least not that I noticed. And he just uh, looks good, man. He just looked good, man. And uh, Scorpio Sky, and who also looks really good right now. Like, all of these guys looked good in this match, man. All of them are incredible wrestlers. Uh, I guess I wouldn't call QT Marshall an incredible wrestler, but he's gotten better since yeah, Dynamite, like, you know, it aired and, like, we first saw him and, like, you know, he's had more exposure now. I think we were stupid not to recognize what the outcome <laughs> yeah, of this match was going to be. right? Like, neither one of us said anything about nope. this. We nope. both predicted the Dark Order would win because of yep. Brody Lee. But we never considered the fact that Colt Cabana could take the loss. Nope. And, it just, and that's it was, exactly what was, happened. It was staring us right in the face as soon as it happened. And we were talking on Discord. It was like, yeah, we, we should have seen that. Why yeah. didn't we see that coming? It's exactly what happened. And, you know, you and I are like, the only way that this team wins is if Matt Cardona or Scorpio Sky gets the victory on Brody Lee and goes. Uh, no, that didn't happen at all. What happened was Dustin rolled up Colt Cabana inside cradle three count. Now Dustin gets a title shot on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. And he cut an epic promo after this match. Good anyway. fucking promo, man. I, I uh, how old is he? 50 something. My God, he cuts better promos than 70% of that roster, if not more than them. Well, I, like I said, I think there was there was a few digs at WWE, too, um, during his promo. He was always good as gold dust, though. Like, he just always kills promos, man. He is good he's, at it. He's 51 years old. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's just like his dad, man. Promo freaking God. Like, very yeah. good at promos. And yeah. Cody, same way. Just killer. That old family, dude. Good uh, promo. It, talking. Yeah, it's good, in the, it's good, in good the guys. DNA. Good guy, just like just like MJF on Rosie O'Donnell at five years old. Uh, that, dude, that's crazy, right? To see that video, man. Like I was like, holy <laughs> shit, he was on Rosie O'Donnell. Oh man, this was uh, this was a good match though. Uh, afterwards, Brody Lee kind of you know yelling at Cole Cabana, telling him, "I set you up, you know, we had this," and then kind of ordering the Dark Order to all leave. Uh, but Evil Uno stuck around. And offered a hand and they kind of mentioned on commentary how evil Uno often gets the uh, the brunt of Brody Lee's wrath as well. So maybe those two were uh, sort of bonding over that or something. So I kind of like how they handled that, you know, that's not necessarily kicking Colt Cabana out of the Dark Order already. No. Uh, but man, it's clearly, clearly leading somewhere. There's some st there's some cracks starting to show. Because, you know, we were never sold on Cole Cabana and the Dark Order anyway with just the personalities, but they were really laying it down thick. But now, you know, now we start to see where Brody Lee's getting mad at uh, Cole Cabana, and we haven't seen that really too much before. He takes out his anger on the other members of the Dark Order, but not Cole Cabana. And, and speaking of getting mad, uh, shame on you, Jim Ross. <laughs> How many times are they going to allow him to make sexist comments before they stop it. Yeah. Uh, I like, mean, it, I get it. Back during the Attitude Era, that, you know, like, that used to be viewed as funny. Oh, and, yeah. Him and Jer uh, Jerry Law. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, that. But it was a very different culture and society then. Yes. Things are different. It's been, you know, a long time 27 years, years 25, 27, say, yeah. 20 some odd years. You know, if, if we, I guess 95 was 25 years ago, Attitude Era was like 97 to 2000. So, like, you know, 20 to 23 years ago. And still, that's two decades. That's more than half of our lifetime. That's a long time. <laughs> it's a very long time. And, and those kind of comments just do not fly. 
And, you know, he kind of put out this thing on Twitter and apologized. But it was like a half-assed apology telling people to, you know, stop, stop being so sensitive and to lighten up when it's the insensitivity of the comment that people are upset about in the first place. And it, yeah. and the comment was just kind of, you know, commenting on, uh, yeah. Anna, 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 Anna J. A, yeah. She she did, a, uh, I don't even know that she had a wardrobe malfunction. I don't know that she did. She just was holding her shoulder, whether she was fixing her top or not. I don't know, but she was just holding her arm and Jr. you know, cause she had just gotten like a scuffle with Brandy and, uh, Jr. like, well, did Anna J have a wardrobe malfunction? And I, I forget the exact uh, verbiage. I put it in Discord. I guess I could go back and look. Something about uh, me as a gentleman, I would like that or something like that. Um, Something similar to that. Uh, let's see here. Wishful thinking on my part was the exact verbiage. That's that's what he said. Uh, Wishful okay, thinking on right. my yeah, part. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Wishful thinking on my part. And then instantly Twitter just lit up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm and sure rightfully told so. Him. Yeah, rightfully so. Exactly. We didn't they, I mean, Jim Ross is a legend. He's, you know, one of the all time greats on, on commentary. But we've I, I think it's no secret. You and I have said it many, many times. It's time to retire. It's time to step away from the microphone and the table. Like, it's yeah. time to step away. I hate that. I like Jim Ross, no, of but course. it's time. I mean, it's time to stay. You know, just even if you want to, if they wanted him to still work there, just backstage, just not on the mic. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need a live mic in in front of his face anymore. No, bring. Uh, I don't know. Put anybody there. There's a lot of people they could put in that commentary table right now. Yeah, Jericho, Taz. Taz would be the, Hell, the you Cole know a smart option. Colt Cabana would be great. I mean, you know, if. Uh, there's people from NWA Power that they could hire. Obviously, WWE's taken uh, Stu Bennett, Wade Barrett back, but you know, there's plenty of people that they could get. Man, they got a lot of options. They got a lot of options say, for yeah. commentary table. Yeah. So I don't know. It's I think it's time, but whether they do, I don't know. Uh, next up, we had what did we have next? We had the tag team championship match. We had Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega taking on FTR. Did you did you notice Hangman's title thing tonight? Yes. I don't care what the thing says anymore. Exactly. Yeah. I always look forward to the hangman pages, uh, screenshot that they put up. Yep. I don't care what this thing says anymore. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of what the vibe he's been putting off really, you know, I mean, I think it fits him well. I think this was the match of the night. Uh, I 100% agree with that. This was a very old school feeling technical style, hard-hitting tag team match with excellent moves, dude. Both of these teams looked great. Omega, we already know, Omega star. Adam Page is a star. FTR, one of the best tag teams in the world. They proved that tonight. These guys just, man, what a match this was, dude. This was a great match. It wasn't like, it wasn't like awe-inspiring. This wasn't like a seven-star Dave Meltzer match or anything like that. But it was a great match in terms of the technicality of it and the storytelling that these guys were able to do over the course of almost 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one thing to go in there and just, you know, have a great match with, you know, a moves and whatever. But when you can actually just tell a story, uh, that's what really sets you apart from other people. And it was it was it was great. Like you said, it had some old school, you know, ground and pounds 
And then it had just it, I, it just flowed well. It didn't feel like the match lacked at any point. You know, even when it was kind of slow, uh, it still it just everything just fit and just went well together. And this was a great match. I mean, crazy man that the freaking Hangman uh, and Omega have held the belts for two hundred and twenty days. Did you write it down? I was gonna yeah, say it's two hundred some odd days. Yeah, two hundred some odd days. Yeah. So that's, that's a, a long, long time. time, especially long for a company. Time. Exactly. For AW who hasn't been around that long. Yeah. They were the second champions, right? After uh, SCU. Yes, that's right. Yep. Yeah. I couldn't remember. They were the I second. mean, that's how long ago it's been. I yeah, couldn't even remember who the first. I want to say was. that that was that was probably last November. If no, two, two, how long? 228 days. So that would have had to have been. Maybe February. Maybe the February pay-per-view. Well, on, oh, Bash at the Beach on January 15th. Page teamed with Omega to win a fatal uh, four-way tag match to become the number one contenders for the belts. And then the two defeated SoCal Uncensored, Scorpio Sky, and Frank Azarian on the January 22nd episode of Dynamite. So, they yeah, they won it on Dynamite. So they And then Jessica and I went to the January 29th Dynamite, so the week after. Oh, wow. Shit, that's awesome. Yeah, because January 29th was the one in Cleveland, Ohio. So, yeah. Uh, but either way, this was an amazing match it was. and you know, the rightful team won FTR getting the victory and getting the titles. That's what needed to happen. Like, as we said, the last show, it all built to this. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I mean, I think where we're going with this now is I feel like we're going to get FTR on young bucks maybe in November. I think we're leading that way. I, I do. What I think is, what I think was, is bound to happen here. Uh, you know, Kenny Omega, what had happened was he hit uh, Adam Page with the 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 fuck is that thing called the V trigger? Uh, hits him with the V trigger. Hits Adam Page by mistake, and then Wheeler comes down with a chop block on Omega's knee, which takes him down. And then you know Omega's like slapping Adam Page on like the chest and arm, like hey, yeah, trying to wake, wake up, up, man! Like yeah. please wake up! Like you know, like this was a mistake. Wake up! And you know clearly it didn't work. And FTR was able to hit the spiked pile driver, but Page kicked out. And in, in like a very weird combination, they did it again and he didn't yeah. kick out. So yeah. I don't know if Paige kicked out by mistake or if maybe he didn't think the match was over yet. I don't know. I'm not sure. Either way. <laughs> Either way. FTR new champions. And then after the match, we kind of got a tease of maybe Kenny Omega turning on Adam I, Page I and like we hitting him, hitting I him with we what I think was it. a folded TV tray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. I was like, wait a minute, that's not a steel chair. Like, that's the typical, you know, heel turn uh, move. And it was like, oh, this guy's got a folding table out here? What? Like, a, what's going like on? Like a folding nightstand table, exactly. But either way, he doesn't hit him with it, but he leaves the ring, goes backstage, meets up with the Bucks, and is giving them an ultimatum. Like, basically asking him if they saw all what happened and he's basically screaming that he's done and tells them that it's time for a clean sweep, a clean break yeah, to go back to the way clean. things were. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's like, you guys need to decide what you want to do. Jumps in this car and heads off. And, you know, the Bucks didn't leave with them, but they're clearly heading down the same path. I mean, even in tonight's tag team match with uh, Jurassic Express, they were doing a lot of heel maneuvers yeah, and heel tactics for the and getting booze from the crowd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's working. It's slowly starting to work. So I think the elite's going heel. And what I what I clearly see happening here is building to November, probably the Bucks FTR. But I also think we're going to get Adam Page versus Kenny Omega in November now. I do. Based on the main event. 
I think we're going to get Adam Page and Omega at full gear. That'll be a great match. And I think that's going to be a killer match. And I think if they end up going like the horseman route with, um, you know, kind of how I see this playing out, maybe on Dynamite and maybe not this week, but maybe like in, in a week or two or something, you know, something's going to happen. And Omega and the Young Bucks are all going to turn and beat the crap out of Adam Page. All three of them are going to just beat down Adam Page. Hmm. And then FTR is going to come out and save him. OK, that makes sense. Yep, that that totally makes sense. FTR is going to come out and save him. And maybe if we're lucky, Sean Spears is also there because of the Tully Blanchard tie. I fucking hope so. I'm ready for maybe it. To- maybe Tully grabs all of his guys. You know what I mean? Like, guys, come on. Let's go help him sort of a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And then, and then there we got the Four Horsemen. I'm ready. Or whatever they call it, because they can't use that name. Of course not. <laughs> as long as they don't have something with the name Death in it. As long as they don't call themselves <laughs> Death Horsemen. I hope not. Let's let's not do that. Well, they had Tony Hawk didn't show up tonight, so I know, that's... right? <laughs> but can we get Darby Allen? Can we get him in a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? Can we, we need please? To. We absolutely need to. That'd be so fun. Um, but yeah, I think that's where we're going for for full gear. And I think already with those two matches, and then what we know probably is going to happen over the course of the next couple months leading up to the other title matches, uh, I think we have a pretty good show in November to look forward to. So I'm excited for it. Again, say it every week. We are looking forward, and now we're looking forward to what two months? Two months yeah, down the always, road. I'm always looking ahead to that next pay per view. I'm always thinking about it because I well, always AEW you know, does it right. Yeah, no, they, they do great they shows, do and they, they put they put distance between their shows, and they make you excited for them. They so. let the like I said, simmer. like we said earlier, the build was way better than the show. Yeah, <laughs> two matches left. This was a long show. Like I said, it did go to twelve o'clock. Um, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy in the Mimosa Mayhem match. We kind of knew this wasn't going to be like a an amazing technical, amazing wrestling type match. It was just going to be fun, dude. It was going to be spots. It was going to be Cassidy messing around. It was going to be Jericho being an ultimate heel, being a truly freaking goat, as we always say. And it's exactly what happened. This was an entertaining match. I enjoyed it from start to finish. Uh, yeah, no, me as well. Um... Yeah, just a just a great fun match. Um, I, I, I'm we both picked Cassie to win this. I believe I know I did. did. I'm pretty sure you did. But I mean, there were there were times that I thought maybe uh, Jericho would win. But I mean, really, again, hats off to Jericho. He's not afraid of putting t- uh, somebody else over. And uh, I think that uh, what Jericho has done for Cassidy is is going to help. You know, it's definitely helped him. Cassidy was a star. He just needed to be, you know, shown it. Elevated. Shown it he, to needed to be, exactly. he needed to be elevated. And Jericho and exactly did that. exactly what Jericho did. He elevated Orange Cassidy. Elevated him to the point where I thought that if MJF would have won the title tonight, oh. which we haven't discussed, to the, to the point where I thought it could have been MJF and Orange Cassidy in November. Uh, yeah. And, Coming man, off of a big Jericho match. win like that. I still think they could do MJF in, in Orange Cassidy in November and make it mean something. Uh, 100% agree. And what I what I also like, too, is, uh, and they brought it up a few times, Jericho did, I believe. This is this feud's been going on for 14 weeks, but it doesn't even feel like it's been going on that long. You know, like, it hasn't got old. It's been a great feud. It's, been it's fun. a great storytelling. It's, they've kept it fresh. And, yeah. and that's just the way to do it. Yep. They said they, they yes, they make dumb ass decisions and they do stupid things and it's not perfect. As we talked about on last week's episode, 
AEW Dynamite is not a perfect show each week. We've never given it five stars. I don't even know. I've never given it four and a half. I think you did once. I did once. I know you've given them a decent amount of four stars. I've given them, I think, one or two four stars. But we generally fall in like the three star area or sometimes less. Like Dynamite is not an amazing show, but it's fun to watch. And I want to tune in every week. I want to support them. I want to see what they do because I enjoy it. Like, even though it's not the best wrestling ever, even though it's not like flawless type stuff, even though they are making mistakes and, you know, there's clearly errors throughout the entire show. I have fun and that's what's most important. And again, full circle, not full gear, full circle back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show, why I'm choosing not to support WWE because I sit there, watch it. I don't have fun. I don't have fun when I talk about it. I don't have fun when I read about it. I despise WWE right now. It is not fun. AEW reminds me of, of the golden years of wrestling. AEW reminds me of my youth. AEW appeals to the older crowd. Jessica made a great point earlier when we were watching Di uh, All Out. I was like, man, when was the last time besides AEW when we were up until like 12 o'clock actually watching the pay-per-view? WrestleMania. And I don't even think this year's WrestleMania, I think last year's WrestleMania was when the last time we've done that, or maybe SummerSlam, because SummerSlam usually goes kind of long too, last year. But it it's usually UFC, and UFC's on till like 2 a.m., and it's boxing events, and boxing was sometimes on till like 3 a.m. Eastern. Like these events, I should say those events, are for adults. And there's not a lot of kids there. Yeah, there's some kids here and there, but adults go to those shows. And a lot of adults go to AEW shows. You see kids there and there are kids that enjoy it, but it's, you know, that 18 to 40, whatever demo God crowd that they appeal to. And I don't mind staying up till I know you do because you're, you know, on a schedule where you have to wake up at 5 a.m. and you get tired to no fault of your own. You're still a young man like you're only 35. I'm 34. We're not old. No. We're not even middle aged. We're still in our prime. Like, we're still, we're not youthful, Dan, but we're, we're like, prime? we're not Hold old. On, wait a minute. <laughs> we're in our prime? <laughs> no, I'm just well, joking. I, I mean, the 30s are still your prime years. Yeah, if you're man. not in your prime, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> and we're both doing something wrong. <laughs> what I'm getting at is I didn't mind staying up until midnight. I actually enjoyed it. And I actually enjoy that you and I are still sitting here. It's almost 1.30 a.m. We're still talking about this. This is going to be our longest hit our music to date, but I think it's been our most like passionate and powerful one. And I wanted to really address the fact that this was not that good of a pay-per-view. But even though it wasn't, I still had positive things to say about every single match that we've talked about. We chose, like we mentioned the negatives that happened. We didn't mention every negative. There were a lot of other negatives that happened during these matches that we didn't mention. But I choose not to focus on that. Because yeah, mistakes happen. Shit, can I, can, I can't tell you how often myself... You, Kyle, Sean, Jessica, we all make mistakes. When we're sitting here doing these podcasts, we have to do retakes. Sometimes we'll completely fuck a sentence up and say it twice. And I cut out one of them. You know, we're not perfect. And when you're live, you can't be perfect. No, I mean, not at all. I, I think, you know, we talk, we talk about WWE, AEW, you know, um, 
I, I look at it. Uh, I'm very, again, going back to the whole, like the work environments, you know, and WWE right now, the work environment, you can just tell it on some of the, uh, talents faces, you know, they're just there. AEW, everybody's on the same page. Everybody's looking to, uh, you know, boost everybody up top. Like everybody's on the same page. It's a great, it's a great work environment. Everybody's having fun. They're getting shit done. They're having great matches. They want to succeed as a whole. Exactly. I, exactly. There, there's there's a goal there, and everybody's on the same page to do it, you know, and that's why you have, you know, guys in there like Jericho's putting over the Orange Cassidy's and really elevating this and young Jericho, talent. in a recent interview, saying he never wants to work anywhere again, saying this is the most fun he's had in the, like, 15 years like the last 15 years. And he even said like me, you know, it really almost ever, but he's like, this is the most fun I've had in a, in at least 15 years in the business. And I, he's, and like, I, he's speaks, like, I don't plan on going anywhere that anytime soon. Volumes, man. I mean, so there's a lot of potential there. So yes, they're going to make mistakes. You learn, you, you know, you learn from those mistakes and you make it a better product. Yeah. It's live TV, man. WWE yeah. makes a lot of mistakes too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Everybody makes mistakes. If you think you're perfect, fuck you. <laughs> Mr. Perfect, though, was one of my favorite Mr. wrestlers. Mr. Perfect in my top five wrestlers of all time. Yeah, I definitely love me some Mr. Perfect. Uh, anyway, taking yeah, us to the main event. This has already gone on long enough. The main event <laughs> of a All Out of this year for the AEW World Championship. We had John Moxley taking on MJF out there with Wardlow. Remember, the paradigm shift was banned in this match. And this went exactly as we thought it would. It was a, just a knockdown, drag out style brawl, dude. Yeah, I I mean, we got blood. Um, we, we called it. We called yeah, the blood we, for we this did. match. It was there. MJF, was. If, they, if they're not using like some sort of uh, special effects makeup to hide blood capsules. And, and I think they did for Moxley because there was a camera angle where the light was shining on his head and you could see see a little bit of it like you could see like the where it was blended into his skin and it almost looked like you were able to peel it off and it was like right where his cut was if you go back and look you can see it but moxley also stopped bleeding really quick moxley didn't like really have a lot of blood mjf opened up and kept bleeding the rest of the match <laughs> so much so that he reopened up later yeah, on after it started to clot yeah. after it started to clot. And, and then, yeah, that's when Moxley opened up too. But that's like I said, I'm pretty sure his was uh special effects. Um, but either way, even if it wasn't like he didn't bleed that much, but he reopened MJFs and he just started fucking pouring blood yeah, again, dude. Really? And that's how, that's why I don't think it was special effects for his because it reopened. I almost think MJF is blading, but I don't know if they're permitting that or not. <laughs> I would think not. Uh, and, but... and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say he is because I don't know. It just, it, it, it seems like the type of cuts that would come from Blade. It reminds me a lot of like Ric Flair from the nineties. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of that. And and I mean, Matt Hardy's reminded me a lot of it too. But now we know why that was. Uh, and, and my God, can you? 
hitting his head on the back of the having that chair hit it. That dude is just having a rough couple of weeks, man. Well, that's what somebody said. He was kind of having a rough time with, you know, AW. like he showed up to no fans. He was supposed to have a feud with Sammy Guevara. He got suspended. So they pushed it on the back burner. You know, they took away his characters, but then they're still adding his characters. Yeah. And then he takes that nasty bump off that scissor list and knocks him silly. Well, that, that in the chair, like three weeks yeah, ago, the chair where he too, yeah. busted open. Like, so I mean, like he's just had, he's had a rough time, man. Poor Matt Hardy. But either way, this was not a great match, but it was a fun match. And I was totally behind MJF. There was times I thought MJF was going to win, dude. And I was like, it's going to happen. And it didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got worried um, for sure. But uh, again, it, it's nice that it's not predictable. We didn't know which way it was going. Uh, yeah, a great match. Um, and Moxie got the victory by cheating. He did. I mean, well, you know, and so is this going to set up because Warlow threw the ring in, distracted the ref, threw the ring in, right? It's got to be setting up a split between him and MJF. That's I what I was thinking, you know. So MJF had a hard time finding the ring, finally finds it. Ref still distracted by Warlow. Uh, MJF Mox finds takes the ring. Adv- Mox yep. takes advantage, hits paradigm shift. Yep, exactly. So, hey, MJF was going to try to play dirty. Uh, Moxley just beat him to it. Paradigm shift. One, two, three. We have. And still. You're yeah, you got to do it, Dan. He won. Heavyweight you said champion. you'd do it on this show. You said you would. One thirty at night. Time to wake up the wife and dogs. Hadzia! Moxley! That was actually pretty good. They're not barking either. Did she like... She must have turned the TV up or something. Uh, she's still I awake? don't know. I w- oh, yeah, I think so. I warned her about <laughs> it. <laughs> she's like in there blasting the TV and music, like hoping she doesn't hear you. <laughs> if I go silent for a few minutes because I passed out, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay, Dan. We're, we're almost done. Drinking <laughs> and trying to do that. I'm a little lightheaded right now. That's okay. We're almost done. <laughs> Oh, man. But after the match, we got a little tease of what's to come because the winner of that casino battle royale, Lance Archer, was standing out there in the crowd with Jake Roberts staring Mox down, who just flipped him off. So there's a lot of middle fingers uh, in this pay-per-view, by the way. Yeah. If they're building to Lance Archer and Moxley for the November pay-per-view, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And I'd be fine with Lance Archer winning the belt. I mean, eventually Mox has got to lose, right? It's got to be to somebody. He's not going to have it forever. No, he's no. And Lance Archer makes a lot of sense to be he able does. to take the, you know, take the title off of his shoulder. Big dude. Yeah, I think you could have this like a great Cody match. Rhodes. You could have like a no DQ match. They could have or, a hardcore you know, match. You Lance exactly. Archer, you know, one of those guys that, you know, will come down and just like, we know, beats the fuck out of everybody. Yeah, I, I love his character. Have, I think dude, it could be a great match between need, these two. We need Lance Archer as champion at this point. Like. Oh man, it's, 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 I had so many things, dude. I could just see, I love his theme first of all, so I want to hear it more often anyway, but I also think he's actually quite decent on the mic. We got to hear him talk a little bit more, uh, recently and you know, that's just more Jake Roberts as well at that point. Yeah, I do. I do. Li- I do like the duo, man. The, the Jake Roberts, uh, Lance Archer duo is, is great. And with us, with the strap on him and the promos that could be cut, it could be a lot of fun. Now I was wondering if they would hold off on this for a while or maybe just do it on a dynamite. But if they did it on a dynamite or like a special event, I would assume Moxley would win. So I hope that Lance Archer, you know, I mean, I guess they could change the title on a dynamite. I guess they could do that. But I was wondering if they were going to do 
because people have been speculating they would do Lance Archer versus Brian Cage in November yeah, for the FTW yeah, there's title. There's some beef going on there. Taz and you know Jake Roberts are at each other. They could do Mox and and Archer in November, and then do Lance Archer versus Brian Cage. <sighs> Yeah, I just don't. Does two like because that's kind of like two heels. Like, does that work? Maybe Brian Cage will turn face, man. Maybe he'll start oh, selling protein God. bars even better. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I don't think it would work as well. But it would be a hard hitting match. It'd be fun to watch. It was fun to watch those two go at it in the battle royale tonight. Yeah, they're just big no. fucking dudes they, beating the crap yeah, out of each exactly. other. Exactly. They. I do want to see him have a match because I think it could be good. Yeah, but I like, and I, I don't know if you saw recently, Tony Khan kind of mentioned some of the criticism that they've had lately on the FTW title, not doing anything with it. They said that there are plans to do something with it. They're just focusing on other things right now, obviously. So it, it sounds like they might turn that into like some sort of hardcore-esque title. So it'd be kind of cool to see that sort of aspect come back too. Uh, Yeah, because then it gives another belt. I mean, we're, we're really starting to build up the talent here and uh, it'll be curious to see yeah, what they do. Because, you know, we've we've talked about, you know, the NWA champion coming, showing up. Exactly. Nick Aldis, Cody Rhodes yeah. in November. My God, that'd be a great match. <laughs> Would have to main event. Would have oh. to. Dude, that, that's more important than Lance Archer and John Moxley. Uh, I, so. I, I can get on board with that. Yeah, that's that's more important. But Dan, we've been here a long time. Let's quickly we, go over what's been. coming this Wednesday. We know Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford are getting married. Obviously, we're going to have the best man, whether it'll be Miro, whether it'll be CM Punk, or whether it'll just be somebody that is already there that we're just we're looking and not thinking of at the moment. But nobody knows who it is yet. So wait and see. Uh, Brody Lee is taking on Dustin Rhodes for the TNT Championship. And the only other thing announced so far is that we will hear from John Moxley. Yeah, Should be a good I show, though. I'm I, I think to it. so. I think so. Yeah, because now we can maybe start some new storylines, you know, working That's towards exactly the it. This is a refreshing dynamite. Yep, this exactly. will be something that, you know, we're going to start getting get an idea of, of what the fall season will look like for AEW. So really looking forward to next week's show or I should say this week's show, I guess. And yeah, uh, it looks like going you know. forward, they're going to be going live every Wednesday because we're selling tickets again now. So yeah, I actually looked up tickets to curious to see what kind of price range they were at. I mean, it's only six down the six hours down the road for me. And they're all not even expensive. And oh, you wouldn't well, have you to worry about some, sitting next to You can to buy anybody. some expensive tickets, but yeah, oh, there's sure. a few. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, you wouldn't have I to think, worry about sitting within six nope. feet of anybody to the front, exactly. behind, left, or yeah. right of you. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice. You know, I always try to get the aisle seats when we go to these things. So yeah, it would be perfect. This is the perfect time to go. This is the perfect time to go if you don't like sitting next to people. <laughs> Well, speaking of, did you see that fan try to touch Moxley when he was coming out? And yes, quickly the little kid. Yeah, yeah, poor kid. I mean, yeah, you know. But I mean, I, I get it. I get yeah. it. But still, poor kid. That's why I'm surprised he, Moxley it still does that. He's like, he just wanted to touch his hero. It, yeah. I mean, that, that would have been me. So I don't blame the kid. Yeah. Throwing yourself at CM Punk. Yeah. Dan, what would you rate all out for this year? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to go... I'm going to go three and a half. Ooh, damn. I'm at two and a half. Okay. Well, then. Even out to a three, I guess. But, uh, you know, I, I thought the buy-in matches were okay. I didn't really include that in my uh, my my thinking for, for the two and a half because I just went with the stuff that happened on the main card for the most part. I had fun watching Swole Britt Baker. 
I had fun watching Young Bucks, Jurassic Express, but it sort of went downhill from there a little bit. The Battle Royale went way too long. Um, you know, there were obvious mistakes all throughout the Battle Royale. The Matt Hardy Guevara match was a complete mess, obviously. Shouldn't have even continued. Um, well, she and Rosa was amazing. Like, I think they get two of the stars on their own. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe one, maybe one of the stars on their own. The other star going to Adam Page, uh, Omega, FTR, and then the rest of the show getting the other half of a star. <laughs> well, see, I was really hoping this was going to be a four and a half star. I, I was, I was, I was hoping it would you be know? up there, and so, it was, it was not even close. But hey, you know what? We just we look forward to the next one. We look forward to. Uh, I keep forgetting the damn name of the next pay per view. Full Gear, Full November seventh, Saturday, November seventh. Full Gear will be back. They did not announce a location, but we assume it'll be still Daly's place in Jacksonville. Well, I don't know because when I went to look up AEW tickets, they had. Um, I want to say it was November. They're good. I don't be care. I don't think they've canceled those shows yet. October seventh is St. Louis, Missouri. October twenty eighth, Milwaukee. November 11th, uh, Rochester, New York, December yeah, 2nd, think, New Orleans. I think, I think they're hoping they might be able to do those, but I likely see those shows getting canceled and no, everything still too. being at Daly's Place. Yeah. So we get a vaccine. I, do. I don't think it's safe to do anything outside of where they're doing it now. So we'll be back then with another looking back at review for uh, <laughs> AEW pay-per-views, hopefully. Uh, I'll be joined by Dan, but Dan's going to try to weasel his way out of that one, probably. <laughs> Easy now. Easy. We'll make it happen. If, if so, I'll figure out something. I'm not going to let the AEW fans down, Dan. I got to provide the review. Of that. I don't know. <sighs> Nobody even cares, probably. <laughs> Nobody cares what we have to say. Man, we've been here for almost an hour and a half. Holy Let's shit, get out of here. Yeah, Let's get out of here. It's hot tag. I, at this point, I don't even know if it's a hot tag. It's no, like it's a, a cold tag. We, it's, we it's said a stretched out, just it's fingertip a barely. Yeah. People have been begging for it for 45 minutes now. We overstayed our welcome. <laughs> Thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Hit Our Music and All Elite Wrestling Podcast made possible by leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop in over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Games. Subscribe to us there if you haven't already. While you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash Games. Click that follow button. I promise I will be back streaming soon. I have been so fucking busy playing games caught up. doing reviews and doing podcasts. We're about to the point where we're almost at a podcast a day, and that includes the weekends. At the end of this month, we will be at a podcast a day. So I, it's just it, it's a lot, but I will get back to streaming. Uh, I really want to be streaming. But Dan, speaking of streaming, you're on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash crazed 11 K-R-A-I-Z-D-1-1. Come over, hang out, and I, hopefully, maybe soon we'll get an AEW wrestling game, right? Tony I Hawk, for now, you'll be streaming. Maybe playing as Darby Allen. But yeah, come on. Where's that AEW video game, Omega? Where's that at, guys? We yeah. know we know that N64-style game's coming. Just let us see it. Please. <laughs> just send us something. a preview build. Send us a preview build. Send us a screenshot. I won't share it. I just want to see it. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep it on the down low. Oh, man. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And in that description box, you will, of course, find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Theme song of the week for all these looking back at pay-per-view reviews. We always do something that, like, sort of means something to the pay-per-view. And you and I kind of discussed it already. We're going to close out the show 
with Thunder Rosa's theme because it might be the last time we see her for a while. And I, I really not. like her theme and I really like yeah. her character. So yeah. we're going to close out in honor Thunder Rosa, an incredible match she had with Akari Ishida tonight. Hopefully we've not seen the last of her. We'll be back this Wednesday night, early Thursday morning. Uh, and yeah, until then, let's close out. Name of this one, Blood and Gory. Gory. Blood and Gory. That's hilarious. It's actually called Blood and Glory. <laughs> <laughs> Thunder Rosa's AEW theme. Now hit the music. Music.